so grateful on this day that you have made as we assemble ourselves here together on this evening. We ask that you would bless us as we come individually and collectively. We thank you for our board, each one of them. Thank you for what they bring together as a leading team for our county. We pray for our citizens as well that you continue to look upon us, Lord, as we continue to strive forward to become the people that you desire for us to be. And all is said and done, we will give you glory, honor, and praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Say I, just repeat, say I, repeat your name, okay? I, I, 
<laughs> you, you, no, I said, I, you said I and your name. I, I, I do solemnly swear, or affirm, that I will support, uphold, and defend the Constitution of the United States of America and the laws thereof. That I will support, uphold, and defend the Constitution and the laws of the state of Georgia. Not inconsistent therewith. That I will observe and obey the laws and ordinances of Liberty County, Georgia. That I will faithfully perform and discharge the duties incumbent upon me as a member of the Liberty County Youth Commission. Fairly, honestly, and to the best of my skill and ability. So help me God. You are just this
There are currently no departments in solid waste that are exceeding <coughs> Flipping the page, the same is true for our special revenue funds. All funds are currently operating within uh, their budget for the month of July. Now moving on to the sales tax reports. Um, our revenue for sales tax seven was 1,088,000. Uh, this is certainly a good start for the fiscal year. And this month's budget this month's revenue exceeded our expectations by 165,000. Um, since this cloth tax began, we have collected a total of 3.1 million, and that's only in three months. Uh, for sales tax six, although we're no longer collecting uh, sales tax six funds, I have included the July report in your packets um, just to show you the various projects that we still have in progress and uh, what's available left to be spent on those. For TSLOS, we have received this month at July 1,008,000. Um, since the inception of TSLOS, we have collected over $30 million of the total $54 million we expect to receive. For all the sales tax reports, uh, please review the amounts available for each of you, <laughs> included on the road, uh, the road money detail. Is that called a gentle reminder? <laughs> Just if you have any questions on anything, or if I haven't included everything that, um, that you think I should have, but just a little nudge, yes sir. Um, okay, lastly, this is, um, the last two pages is an update on ARPA um, through July 31st. Uh, we have, of the total 11.9 the county received for this grant, we have approximately 3.9 million left to spend uh, before the funds expire in 2026. Um, and July is short and sweet, but that's all I have for you, unless you have any questions. Any, Joey, any, well, two things, go back and educate me. I'm gonna reveal my hand here. Why isn't it that cheese blocks and blocks? Why do they recommend Because some things that are taxable under one are taxable under another. So there are certain things that are excluded from cheese blocks tax. Uh,
We say haven't been doing it through other means, other than direct distribution of water somewhere. So, would that be officially decided after the next session? It may not be, it may not. I mean, generally there's article funds, we're not tied up in the state budget. Mm -hmm. They're separate, you know, they're separate funds. Are you optimistic? <laughs> I'm not. There aren't going to be any more direct funds like these. You're just giving out a lump sum to governments for various things to use. I haven't heard of that because there's been no more additional appropriations at the federal level that's come to the states for that. The states are still using funds that they are currently using that they got originally when spent. Basic piece. Well, we were told not to depend on it. But it sure was a little bit intriguing to think that it might change. <laughs> that it might come. Right, any questions for Ms. Smith? Bids for sidewalks on Elm Street and Lynn Haven Drive. Uh, we got three bids. Uh, S.A. Brown Enterprises LLC uh, did not submit any in the information. Um, we talked it over with uh, Lisa and we talked it 
Convention at them. Um, and the Tomberg Convention was since they didn't meet the requirement at all, they needed to be considered disqualified. So uh, that leaves us two bidders. Um, the lowest bidder on that would be um, Swindell Construction, would bid us $463,953. Uh, they've done several sidewalk jobs for us and they've always done a very good job on time or early. So, um, with Mr. President, I talked about it a little bit. Uh, we're going to use a combination of some funding funds and sales tax funds and put together some funds we have to go ahead and approve this and go ahead. And they've done some sidewalk, sidewalk task force? Yes, sir. They've done uh, the last two contracts at Guild uh, Park <coughs> for us and uh, all the sidewalk work that went from the DA's office all the way down to Airport Road along uh, 196. They did all of that for us. So um, they've done several. They've done several jobs for us. Very responsive. They did all the ADA requirements, all the ADA handicaps and sidewalks we did for a year ago. The recreation departments. So they, they're really good with this. So we would recommend that we enter a contract with. Uh, Swindell Construction for now four hundred sixty-three thousand nine hundred fifty-three dollars and a ten percent contingency. So have we discussed the magnitudes the LV piece of it? Uh, we are bringing you. Uh, they'll make actually like the magnitude of the regular meeting. That would be great. Uh, can we see 
Break down to uh, square foot, square yards, right. things like that. Right. So we we do it by how much they actually install. So this is not my own son. Most of the time we bring it in the road. Every now and then, man, catch it being a commercial on the job. Not all. But it's supposed to go down and cut through. Now, we don't have cutting through there on Denver. We go all the way down Windhaven, and then we go all the way down Elm to the intersection of Denver. So, when we did the price to go all the way down Denver, we had, to, we had to, the, the really big, because we had to have curb gutter and drainage, and just, it was rebuilding the whole road kind of thing. And that's one thing that Chris is still about is we got to get rid of that from the other curb and gutter to the intersection of Denver Road. You have the faith in it that we think space. Absolutely. I mean, this is, you know, when I look at when I look at the being on that street, I kind of grandfathered in because <laughs> it's, um, they have the, uh, Right. Or they fixed just yeah, and, and some of the water just kind of yeah, yeah sure right. the head walls and the way yeah, all yeah, yeah. So that's how a lot of the roads were done. And I remember it really well because um, I worked with Paul Simonson and the benchmark elevations we had on this side of town versus the benchmarks elevations we had on that side of town were a foot different. And then when we ran all our surveys through, we didn't close. And we got in trouble because we didn't close, but it wasn't our fault. But <laughs> I remember that subdivision really well. See, that, that's the, the, the dilemma that I have. Windhaven is pretty well defined. Going from veterans all the way down 
think is um, spent by Palm Drive. Uh, what we call in the public works department is short elm. We're not putting sidewalk. There are more elm trees, but it, but it is elm trees. It is elm trees. We're not going up there. Come down Palm Drive. One ninety six, and you make a right on the palm. The left is what we call short elm. We're not going up and down there. Okay, that's the old part of town. The old part of garden. That's old. That's old. Make it right. You go down here, passway, um, the ground used to be there. Go all the way down to the. So you go to the end where Old Barnacle stops. Okay. And the, the new subdivision stops. Mm -hmm. The curb and gutter and sidewalk ends right between the Old Barnacle <coughs> line. Right. Then you go to just Memory Drive. Okay. And we make out Memory Drive. Okay. So you know we just got that little short section. Of from Palm to <coughs> from the end of the, there's already a curb better sidewalk on the elm, like at the edge of the right, old yard yeah. maker subdivision. Right. So you go like a dozen houses before you run out of the curb better. But we're not taking the elm all the way down. We're not no, going so we're not going all the way. Okay. That's a long way. Yeah. It's on the street. Okay. That would cost more than the building. Thank you. 
I'm going to knock on the door tomorrow. So we can come up with some more funding to, to do more. But when we have enough funding to do the other one of the railroad track all the way, and to include that subdivision, that new subdivision coming in. Yes, sir. Now we're not we're not putting the water line in that new subdivision. We're the water line in the new subdivision. We're just going down that truck right there. And to answer your question, Commissioner Stevens, when we did that project out, we only have an allocated amount that, that the feds authorized us some of those funds. We may, you know, hopefully have enough, but if not, we'll be faced with the same, you know, having to do the same thing. It's, it's looking for a stop out of those lines. First, we want to do it within the money that we have. Make us a loan, Jim. I wish I had enough to do that. It's more than what we got down, so. So their uh, construction contract time started on September 4th. Uh, we did send them a letter last week because they hadn't heard or seen anything from them, um, asking for a uh, updated schedule. It might have been Monday, but they were not in the mail. Um, so we're trying to keep some aggressive uh, correspondence with them on this. So that I don't want to get to the end of this contract. We didn't show up the last week to do it. We're, we're trying to prevent that. As soon as I know more, I will certainly let you know. As soon as I hear today they're coming, I'm going to be knocking on your door. Hey, they're coming. Thank you. Yes, sir. Can I go back to the condition? Yes, I'm going to be right away. Um, process on the district. How, how does that work, Jonas? Will these neighbors be expecting us to come? Have you already, already notified them you're going to be knocking their door? Well, that's kind of what, what I'm doing is notifying them and trying to let them know <coughs> what we're after and you know, sending out letters. So, so I've tried the, the ones on the road from Cemetery Road. I've already <coughs> got a call. 
and I haven't been getting a response, that's why I'm going to not You just finished it up to try to finish up the process. And they're receiving it? And if you should be unable to reach people, they're not going to know what the next item is. If they say yes, and I get the signatures on everything, we file it, and we put the thing out with it. So you could not get nobody answer, then what's the next? I'm going to have to send a certified letter. That's what's the next. I'd rather be able to talk to them, especially for the neighbors that are out there. I think we'll have much better success if I'm able to. Personal is always best to, to, to actually physically see or physically talk. I just wonder what our process was. Yes, sir. I, I, I have uh, asked the advice of our uh, public works department. Good. Because he has All right. Anything else? successful, everybody can still be like, I never saw that. <coughs> but, you know, we try. But, yes, we will be glad. Let's do that. I think some of us better. Mm -hmm. yeah. What I can do is I can draft a letter and let it have you. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds great. Thank you. Anything yeah. else? Thank you, sir. You know where to find you. Yes, sir. You do. Y'all have a great night. You too, sir. I'm a food cook, Mr. Floyd.
Um, but you know, staffing is just been a challenge everywhere. Always kind of interesting. Any questions for Thank you, sir. The bed is back. This is a commission statement. Ms. Boyd, definitely appreciate everything that you've done and asked for us, especially now. You know, this is our first year that, that we had an opportunity to bring back some of these programs for our youth. Uh, I'm glad that you were able to get everything done that you had to get done prior to you know, being able to be, I guess we had to get recertified or yes, sir. So we definitely appreciate that. And, and I know also you said that they, I guess they were treating us like we were a new startup. Yes. So hopefully next year, do you think we might have a possibility to, to increase? Next year we'll have a possibility. I mean, this year we were limited to 15 sites. That was all we were allowed to, right. to open because they, we were ba since we had not applied for the grant for three years, mm -hmm. we were they were basically treating us like a new grant. Um, next year, I think it goes up. I mean, there's, there's a next year it goes up to 30, and we've never been there. I mean, like 30 is a huge number of sites. Yeah. Right. I mean, so I do not think that there's you know justification for getting up that high. To be right. honest, um, I mean, we can, uh, but as as we move forward with the grant, they do allow you to do more. You know, and uh, I, I think it'll be. Uh, I think we have. So we staff both, you know, here in the county. We learned, you know, new things about this grant this year. So I think that, you know, moving forward, it will be a stronger application than next year. Yeah. Appreciate it. Any other questions? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, can I interject? This commission today and the um, PTP luncheon, <coughs> the school board presented did an excellent job on the part of our school system. Something that stood out to me was you were there. I think this is seventy percent of our students qualified for a free. Seventy-one. That's a lot. That's a high percentage to me. Um, so it's almost, and, and I, I want to say, are you sure you have that right? Um, I'm not sure what the criteria is to, you know, to say the high poverty level. And when I ride around Liberty County every day, that's not what I. See. See up front. But obviously, if the students qualify, you know, it meets the page of them set that criteria. So I sat there thinking, well, we have work to do. You know, we just left the county planning workshop, and that was not a topic that we discussed. How do you eradicate or how do you improve that? You know, we are counseling and bringing in industry, and they, they're paying well. Some of them all the way to not here yet. So that certainly is. Mr. Benham, that you're here to hear this. That certainly is something that will help to address that. But obviously, there's more that we need to do uh, in that area. If our percentage rate is that high, uh, I think we get maybe speaking of, we get caught up in the glitter and glamour of all that's new. You know, all that's only '84. You know, and and behind the scenes, there's another Liberty County mm -hmm. that that needs to be addressed. And I don't know who or what is addressing. But the day that, that step that they gave it, it was a wake up call. So my goodness, that high. You know, so, um, and I was thinking that we're trying very hard, you know, it's going to bring good industry in so young people elect to, they can leave high school and go take some of these good jobs, fellow making $18 an hour. That's great. But obviously, there's another segment who's not 
um, taking advantage of that or, or uh, uh, we're just missing somehow. And I don't know what the answer is, um, but, but I'll be honest with you, that, that bothered me today. So when you talk about uh, summer food and, and reaching certain neighborhoods, that kind of thing. So it, uh, even though the county is doing well, we've got work to do. There's an underlying segment of our population that needs to have listened. I know the Bible says the poor will all be with us. <laughs> I understand that. But I think as a county, as a community, we need to address that. And I don't know um, where, where to start, but we don't, we don't stop talking about that. That needs to be addressed so we can uh, change those numbers. We cannot have all this glitter uh, and then have a segment of our population that's, that's, that, you know, that's struggling every day. Now, I'm of the mindset that you know some people you can help, and I know that sometimes there's some people you, you can't help. But those that who will accept the help, who we can't help, we and a lot of times we bring up affordable housing, all those things, we talk about those kind of things. So as a community, I think we have an obligation to at least look at uh, our, our staff, look at our community at large and see what we can do to help all the folks that ride in Texas City. So I'm trying to get them on my soapbox, but that just kind of struck me today when I saw those numbers come forward as such. I'm not sure what other communities look like, what the Bryan numbers are, Bryan County, or what neighborhood counties are. And I thought Liberty County, that, that seems to be high uh, for me. So let's, let's um, begin that dialogue <coughs> and uh, see what we can do as a community to, to erase that. We want Liberty County to be the best place it can be. It is a good place, no doubt about it. But obviously, as a segment of our population, we should be that, that needs some help. Yes. That needs some help. And uh, you know, when the lady, as you're coming, sir, when the lady from Efex uh, addressed us about the needs for, and, and the <coughs> wait a minute, there's something something can do, something about faith-based community yes. that can do. So we want to make everybody a collaborative partner to when it comes to this. I didn't mean to say you But I think it's good that you're here so you can take this back. Because obviously, some of those people are not all in some of our churches. As a community, we have obligations to try to to improve that. I'm totally ready to we proceed. Yes, sir. Uh, first of all, I want to appreciate the evening, gentlemen. Appreciate the opportunity to be able to come and share before you all. Kind of share you share with you an initiative that the uh, United Minister Alliance is taking on that uh, might tie into what it is with helping uh, what you brought to our attention, uh, Chairman. Uh, the UMA is working together with the thought that we'd like to consider assigning a church to each district commissioner. That church would be responsible for working with you in the development, of course, of your district and the various things that might be going on in that. And so, of course, we're looking to combine the faith-based community with elected <coughs> officials so that when issues do arise within your district, you have somebody that you can go and speak to directly. Uh, Justin actually is in my district, and so I'm kind of thinking why, why he and I are not more connected in the sense of what's going on in his district, what's going on in our, my district as I live there personally. But the UMA wants to kind of work together to see if we can come up with some ideas or some thoughts uh, to sit with each one of you all on how we can better our community. And so we are, we're just kind of discussing it right now. But from where I sit, we could uh, have various kind of town hall meetings, if you would, in a local church. If you can imagine just to stop again at our, our church and say, hey, this is what's going on in District 2. We've got some issues and some concerns, and I'm working with this president to try to nullify the situations that are going on that are not good. Uh, 
certainly for me, would say to the community and to the citizens that I'm looking at elected officials, elected officials, as well as our faith-based community coming together to try to improve, improve what's going on. So I wanted to kind of bring it before you all's attention and see what your thoughts are. And so maybe you already know a pastor in your community, I mean in your district, maybe you already know someone you can work with. My hope would be that they are already an existing part of the alliance, and if not, if you could speak with them about the ADD to kind of touch bases with the alliance and really let's work together as a community. So again, I wanted to try to just bring to you all's attention and your thoughts on the idea of the initiative. I have presented it before, uh, the Alliance, they are prepared and uh, wanted me to bring it to you all's attention to see how we could move forward. Open for questions. Questions for the district? Yeah. Why, why are you thinking something that came to mind? That you can appreciate this, Bishop. Uh, you may have made, I have heard that, uh, I mean, I do a bit of the state of Georgia. Requires the assessor's office to appraise a property at a certain level. The office just went through that last year, and they have been told that the the the, at the rate they appraise is not high enough. And for some folk already fussing about the the, the assessments as the money, what their tax bill that went up, that shows the values have increased. But the state of Georgia has already informed us that even that value is not where it needs to be. So the assessor's office don't have to send up. Notice again that will will be higher, higher prices than what we just saw for 2023. 20, and part of uh, what we we're saying is how do we get that word out to the citizens so it's not sticker shock, right? And so that they hear from us that it's not the county trying to rob them blind, right? Okay. We just haven't abide by <coughs> state regulations. So I see what you're proposing as certainly a good avenue for this to help to communicate information you know, to the grassroots level. I certainly see that as a uh, advantage of what you're proposing, but I'll, I'll yield to my commissioners that with the additional thoughts about what you're proposing. If I could, just adding on, um, I spoke with uh, our sheriff the other day, and they've got a Faith in Blue program coming up uh, on October the 7th, so you may be familiar with that. It's just our way, again, the UMA trying to work with our elected officials as well as our law enforcement to prevent or to present a, a better image, if you will, of what's going on in our and so I'm um, hoping you all can kind of take that into consideration uh, as we move forward. I will say this is, has never been held with a <coughs> church organization, but I've held community meetings. And that, that's been pretty good on the other end of the county. see several churches you know, doing that to make your job a little bit easier, reaching that wide range of persons that you're having in there. I don't know about easy, <laughs> Easier, hopefully. <laughs> it's a challenge, I know it would be a challenge, but um, I, I, don't, I just don't want to see the churches you know, trying to um, really encourage our pastors that we've got to do more than just sit around and just have church on Sundays. We've got to find a way to really get involved in our community. So this is just one of the ways. It won't be easy. I recognize that. But the issue is getting people to attend. 
Yes. I get them to come to church. Bishop White, during the top two, we are, the county is required to renew our comprehensive plan. <coughs> That's a big item for us, um, which, how do I explain it? It helps us to design uh, how the county looks in the future, basically. What we're in for the local We get to sit down and do that. And generally, they ask for public input. But as you said, sometimes it's hard to get that public input. But then when something comes to the area, then everybody comes up here and fills up this room with it. We don't want it in our neighborhood contract. That's an excellent time for them to participate and help them to design what this kind of going to look like going forward. So, you know, certainly we would appreciate any help we can get from getting information out as well as get public participation. Not just when it's a hot issue, but you know, get in on the be proactive rather than uh, reactive. That's the goal. You know, whether there's social, social issues that uh, arise, we kind of get involved in. I agree, we need to be more proactive. So we have our own that. Yeah. And, and to have the unit members, even themselves, to be educated on it helps us. I'm sure they have to sit around the table and chat and choose. A lot of things come up. So many times they have their wrong information. Am I right, Commissioner? They have their mm -hmm. wrong information. And before you know it, it's spread like the gospel. So yeah. <laughs> I can see the chairman or one of the representatives coming to one of our meetings to you know, kind of enlighten us on what it is that we need to know. Uh, working together is just one of the ways I think we're going to get the information out. And if uh, we can do that, we're still a little bit ahead of the game. I think it's worth a try. So do I have everybody's permission to at least to go back to the government and say, hey, this is, I spoke with the district uh, commissioners and each one of them are uh, expecting a call from you. I'm expecting a call from you. All right. <laughs> Consider this the start. But <laughs> that's all I had. Discussion. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Ms. Kathleen Lane presented today is who won She spoke real quick. I saw Lynn, you may have some competition. Uh, you may yeah, have some yeah. competition. Her presentation was a lot longer than mine. <laughs> so, good evening, Mr. Chairman and Commissioners. Um, this is our biannual update. Before I get into that, I do have with me today Emma, who is our creative and content coordinator, and Brittany, um, who is pretty new. She's been with us about 45 days um, new military spouse. So, some of like a high school student. She does. She's not 21 years <laughs> old. Um, so some of the things that have happened with us um, since the last time we were before you, we did host the Georgia Downtown Association Spring Meetup right here in downtown Hinesville, and that's a group of so it's out at Bridewell Park. Um, we did have our food truck festival in March. Our next one is October 21st. We have 36 food trucks coming to that one. Um, so we are looking forward to it. About 20,000 people attended this event, so biggest event in Liberty County. March 4th, we helped host the Hinesville Small World Festival, about 7,000 people out of that newly rebranded and reorganized, very popular event celebrating all the cultures that are represented in Liberty County. That lady on the far right, if you can see that photo, she was so excited to see her country's flag 
that she was showing her son. And it was a really moving um, experience for a lot of folks. If you know, Cassett, he saw his country's flag and folks were just excited to be represented. Um, traveling toward Home Week Barbecue, see the chairman there having his barbecue. So that's something we do in May to celebrate Travel and Tourism Week. So we invite the community, but we also invite our local hoteliers and historic sites um, to come out and celebrate with us. Spouse tours, we continue to do those every other month. So our next one is October the 4th, and then we have one in December, and then we will skip until February. So continue to be popular of things for spouses to come to. They like to go out and visit. We do have a couple of ladies who like to come to all of them. Um, but we have a lot of new folks and new faces that we get to see as well. Uh, concert in the Park we did host in June of 2023. Um, also celebrated the ribbon cutting for the new club that's here downtown. We continue to do ribbon cuttings, lots of ribbon cuttings. And then some recent accolades, I was nominated as president for the Rotary Club for the next year, 24-25. Uh, Emma graduated the Young uh, Leadership Liberty class, sorry. And then our young adult leadership class also graduated. Um, Bobby celebrated a year with us, and our chamber is to be received certificates of appreciation from KLB for all that we do to support them. Further, um, I was the top bail earner at the Kalanich Jail Bail, um, beating out Councilwoman um, Nelson to her um, dissatisfaction. We also had an ad, several ads, in the May issue of Good Housekeeping. Uh, Desiree and I attended the GCC annual Executive Leadership Conference where I received my Georgia Certified Chamber Executive designation, so one of 26 in the state, and that's for excellence and professionalism in the chamber world. And then Emma attended her second year of marketing college at Mercer University, and she did get a scholarship to attend that. Um, lots of things happened in between. We still clean historic markers. The governor came to town. We participated in a um, hotelier luncheon, um, an update for the state in Savannah, just all kind of Earth Day. Uh, workshop in Madison on hotel medical tax, lots and lots of activity in between. Upcoming events, we had Roots, Tunes, and Roots last weekend. That was very successful, it was a very long day. And then Food Truck Festival, like I mentioned, October 21st. Uh, Christmas Parade, it'll be a groovy Christmas this year, and that is on December the 1st. And then High School for the Holidays is the City of Huntsville's annual Christmas tree lighting. That will take place on Thursday, November 30th. And I'm here for any questions that you may have. people at various points um, on during an event and they actually count and then we take those numbers and we average them uh, but the state also gives us a way to calculate it based on you take one square foot or piece of property you count how many people are on that you times how many people the crowd turns over and generally what we do is compare those two numbers but we've also recently invested in something called Zardico um, which yeah it sounds fancy and Emma can probably talk about it a whole lot better than I can but that's going to enable us to track cell phone data as well as credit card usage. So we'll be able to pinpoint that number even better to give you that information. Um, we just were wrapping up the, what do they call it? What is the implementation. implementation phase. So once we've wrapped that up, we should be able to get numbers like actual visitation numbers a lot more accurately. 
but we could stand to have some more rooms. We could church. definitely use some more mm -hmm. rooms. Yes, that would be great. And right now, I mean, predominantly it's military-affiliated folks or contractors with the military. Um, but if you paid attention to any of the stuff that's going on on Fort Stewart as well, they're going to start redoing barracks at the end of this year. So all those soldiers in those barracks have to be relocated somewhere. And some of those somewheres are going to be our hotels. So then that takes even more rooms out of the rotation for what you can use to attract people. Is, is graduation now Yes, graduation is huge. And one thing we were able to, to help folks realize as well is not having graduation Memorial Day weekend helps our hotels as well because then they have two packed weekends. Yes, so May is one of our highest months, yes sir. For example, someone that they had to find a place in Richmond Hill, they went out. Yes sir. It's really hard to find the room and the space, and on, and on the opposite side of that, for our historic sites, which I know we focus on a lot in the county retreat too, we can bring people there like spouse tours. We can get buses of folks there, like um, Riceboro was having the 60 folks coming from the Christian Church Alliance, but we don't have paid staff for our historic sites, and that's not something the CUP can pay for. So that makes it really hard too. If you need to, you want to take somebody to Dorchester, you're gonna to have to call somebody, make an appointment find a key, all the steps that you have to go through. It's not just you can drive from Savannah and walk in the door. The Savannah Museums, so they have they independent, they, they pay their staff, the city of Savannah doesn't. I will not say yes or no to that one, sir. I, will, I can do the research on that one, though. Research. I'm curious. Yeah, I do not want to tell you a bit, so I'll find that out. That is a that is a problem with the historical sites. Having staff finding volunteers to keep the doors open, and we're trying to get them to be what's the word synonymous, personal sufficient, yeah. So that I can visit several in yes. one day rather than <clears throat> having a hit and miss kind of thing. That's that's really what's draining us. Yeah, and the new docents that Dorchester have changed are trained. They're amazing. They do a great job at the storytelling piece, but you have to arrange it so far ahead of time that the average visitor just can't take advantage of that. You got another question, sir? Uh, I was just going to say, but you mentioned that for the event coming up in Riceboro. Yes, sir. I was going to ask you, would you participate? Yes, sir. With them? So, yes, we're doing bags for the visitors, or 65 of them, I think. We're taking our golf cart down because they do have one um, person that's not able to make that walk from first baby. Um, and then we're doing the centerpieces for the luncheon. Something else that I can't remember. Oh yes, we always go with Rice Fest. Um, they approved a grant for, I don't remember the dollar amount, so I'm again not going to say. $45. i am not going to say that either. Some dollar amount to help pay for the radio ads and billboards and Facebook stuff and all that. How far we reach out in the billboards? Just appropriate. Now, I know one day you have one, day you have one at 204. Yes, yeah, so that's the year we did the marketing for Rice Fest. They've decided to take it back under their own umbrella because they pay somebody separately to do it. I don't know. Um, so we just approve. They approve the grant funds to go to them. They they do their own thing. The year that we did it, yes, sir. We had the billboard at two hundred four. We do get the money for it. Know, you know exactly um, why people don't come. 
Yeah, a lot of it is visitations in the military or contractors or those kind of things. We can ask what rates they're charging and that usually gives us an indication if they're charging a per diem rate, it's probably something military related. Mm -hmm. um, so we can look at the, the dollars and see that. But other than that, there's other than that, the CPD is actually helping like with the rice programs. Oh yeah, we help with a lot of those are coming in um, for specific events and they're helping out with the bags and helping Yeah, like Chairman Lovett's class reunion is October the 7th? 20th. 20th, sorry. Mm -hmm. So all those folks that are coming back from the original class at Bradwell, mm -hmm. um, we will be providing materials for them just to say, welcome back to Liberty County. Hope you come back and visit us. Mm -hmm. That kind of thing. Okay. A lot of backpacking <coughs> in our world. What's in the bag? It really depends. Yeah. It really depends on what the audience is. So we did, the Morning Glory Garden Club had their um, annual conference here with gardeners from all over the state and they had 70 ladies. So we'd be more likely to do the planting kits and something like that because it's gardening um, versus a bottle opener because those ladies probably aren't inviting too much. Thank you very much. Any other questions? So we had to, still want to take an official class, but when it comes to the funds of the admission of hotel motel taxes, we want to fund that potentially used for it in the pension center. But we just fund, I said it's fund, those ones that come in very restricted. Restricted. Very restricted to marketing. Marketing. I had to learn that once I got on the board. Yeah, TTT versus TPD, which I, um, and I can send it to Joy, I may have, um, there's a really good PowerPoint that explains how hotel motel tax breaks down, what you can legally spend it on, all of those things. And you gotta spend it fairly. You have to spend it in the year that you receive it. Yeah. Oh, stacking. Okay. All right, thank you, ma'am. Yes, sir. Thank you. Your, your Steve Joy, I forgot her name. You, my military spouse, Brittany. Brittany, come, come to the mic if you will, Brittany. Do you mind doing that? Where, um, where, where are you coming from? Um, I'm originally from Johnson City, Tennessee. Okay, what what what, what, what military base are you coming from? Um, we this, just got married. This is your first. This is first. Oh, How long have you been here? About three months. Oh my gosh, you're a newbie. Yes, sir. So I can't ask you to. Not too what's, much. Your, what's your first impression? Um, it's hot. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what she said. It's hot, is it? It's very pretty down here. I live in really close to the coast. And I, I actually majored um, in history in college. So, like, coming down here and seeing how much history there actually is blew my mind. And so, like, I learned something new every single day. And so, it, it's just amazing to me. And I love my job because I get to, you know, learn more about history in Liberty County. And that's just, it's great. It's a great opportunity. You further confirm what I think all the time. Once we are able to work that historical piece and get those sites coordinated, man, we are a gold mine. We still don't, but we just have not been able to, to, to coordinate it all and get it right up and running. <clears throat> so now I'm so, so folk can visit several sites. But the history is here, no doubt about it. That would be the key to what um, Commissioner Stevens was saying is where that explosion is going to happen is that yeah. more hotels and that the historical sites having paid staff so they can be open. It's good to hear you uh, say that. Now, sometimes we're so close to it, 
you don't appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you. Good to have you, Dr. Hope you enjoy your stay. All right. Road name changes. I think I, I think I noted. Well, we got historic cultural grants. But I think I noted a little bit of the Tennessee twang there, and, and I'll guess, even though she's not in really Tennessee orange, that probably she's a Tennessee fan. <laughs> Mr. Chairman, and as you're aware, as you serve on the committee, um, the commission will receive applications for his historic cultural grant program. It's funded uh, this time by SPLOS 7. And the committee met before you. You have a list of recommendations there. We received 12 applications total, uh, nine qualified through the committee for funding, a recommendation to you for funding for a total amount of $274,040. So half the committee and the committee members are here, but um, the committee recommends uh, disbursement of these funds for these purposes. Yes, sir. Chairman, I make a motion that we um, approve Squash historical cultural grant um, in the amount of $274,040. Second. Second, we approve the announced amount for our grant. We appreciate the uh, sites for uh, making the application process. We did have to do some, so uh, we would say, bad engineering. <laughs> Making sure that we were got a guideline also. Jerry, uh, now I'm not sure. Um, I know in our fund we don't have this full amount. Uh, you want to you go ahead and just yeah, that was go ahead and make that known? That well, know. Yes, sir. So, you know, I think to speak for the committee, but the committee on the projects that have looked out for funding, they were not projects that you could fund halfway. I mean, they were, for instance, HVAC projects that the total cost was X. So if you didn't get it, it delayed that project or just put it out. So um, it, the committee felt that it was okay, the commission's okay with advancing those funds. I don't have any doubt it could accumulate the money. In fact, we've already accumulated even more. There's approximately 180, you know, look for, but approximately $175,000 in there this time. So you're advancing basically $100,000 which will be a total collection over the life of this watch of about a million dollars, if not a little more. So I feel confident that we're okay to do that. And then that way you'll be able to see a project fully complete uh, out of that time. Okay. And after tonight, they'll be, have they been notified after tonight? They'll be no, sir, after, after tonight, they'll be notified. <laughs> and jumping in. No, sir. <laughs> and, and there will be, I think we want to try to set up to uh, do some formal presentations of those that, the regular meeting with some folks. That's okay. Uh, it will work. Uh, and once again, how do you say it? The tracks again. Great use of it, especially as it helps to enhance our historical sites, which as we previously discussed, even if they need these funds to keep their sites up to, up to par. All right. Any further discussion? All in favor, show your hands, please. Motion passes. See if some of them are here. So we'll 
Sure. Yeah. Maybe sort of really 
it's a process of each step or whatever you'll have to get approval and then you go to the next step. That, that's what I understood from the presentation yes, that the, the man gave. Yes, ma'am. And there'll be, because I said partnerships, there'll be folks from the community, if I remember correctly. Yes, yes sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Over here in the room. Oh, the yes, sir. Okay. Yes, sir. Uh, just, just a little bit uh, more. Um, <clears throat> because of the, of the growth of our community and the requirements for the infrastructure that we need just to keep up, just well, you know, we'll catch up. <laughs> you know, uh, we can't do it based on that alone. It's just, it's just too much. Um, it makes it a very slow and tedious process. Of course, you know, working with some things takes a long time anyway because of government. And this would help us to keep up with our growth so that we'll have the proper infrastructure uh, that will um, uh, coincide with the growth that we have in our community. And this is the way to get there. Uh, rather than waiting 10, 20 years for these kind of things. So we'll try to explain what we're doing. Alright. All in favor of the motion of that, show of hands, please. Analyzation process is
process was when we touched it. Did they uh, yeah they they yeah, they help they help on the project but I try to put it even the ones that are on that spreadsheet or that list that I put together, mm -hmm. I'll get some some help from them uh, to help that. It's not just you know me with my talent it's what I can get from them as well. And and the list is is um something that all no, it was um, for my day job. It was some some drainage projects that you know, that the city is going to have to um, you know, make repairs to, and I was just thinking, of, you know, what the city can do and what we can do to try to help. Kind of what I, uh, Mr. Fraser, I think you mentioned to him about the sidewalk. You know, just talking to the uh, mm -hmm. the council members from that district. <coughs> I'm just trying to find out how it works on my friends downtown, as they say. Sunday, it needs to be 
country. And so we won't, I don't think we'll ever be able to have enough people to, to keep the grass looking like the Trumpet National. Certain times it will get because it grows too fast. And we get a lot of rain and sunshine when their grass shoots up. You can push them all go downhill and look behind you. It's growing right now. So um, you can have 50 people certain times of the year and you make it equal there. But um, most of the time, like, like right now, you cut it now, it won't need it again in three weeks. But in, in June, I don't think you'll be able to staff enough people to cut the grass to make it look like a golf course every three days. That's a whole lot of people, a whole lot of equipment. So people just have to uh, deal with it. I know.